0: Welcome back to Sports Day WA on SENWA. And don't forget, you can get involved on the temperate bedshed text line. That's 0487 736 736. Or you can give us a call on 13 12 55. We'd love to hear from you, but it's time for chats with mates. Thanks to mate, fair dinkum internet without the fuss. And we've got a mate joining us right now on Sports Day. It's Ben Smith, sports reporter at the West Australian. Thanks for the time, Ben.
1: Hey Paul,
0: how are you? Going well, mate. Going well. Always better when I get to uh, talk to you on air. Now I thought I'd get you on for a bit of a general football chat to try and you know sort of see where the landscape's at. What's been going on? Because. With everything else wrapping up or getting started, it's easy to see you know the A-League get missed a little bit by the the common man out there. So, you know, Perth Glory men's and women's team so far this season. Alexa Parker seemingly has the women's team humming, but maybe it's a little bit too early to tell how the men's team will fare this season. But what's your uh, thoughts on both so far?
1: Yeah, as you say, it's been a bit of a mixed bag uh, this season for the glory. Uh, the men have won just one of their opening five games. They've lost all three of their away games, but the women have, uh, yeah, they've been shot out of a cannon. Uh, You know, won their opening four games, then drew their uh, round five game against Melbourne Victory. Uh, They did lose their first game of the season away to Wellington Phoenix on the weekend. But, yeah, otherwise it's been good signs. for them.
0: And I I always feel like, Alex, whenever I see or um, am aware of anything that Alex Aparas has been working on, it seemingly is just on a positive or upward trend. Is there something about his coaching methods, or is it just a sort of connection with the group that he seems to have?
1: I think it's a bit of everything. I know that's a bit of a, a bit of a <laughs> boring answer. I don't think he has one secret kind of special source or anything. But I do think that you know he's he, you know this is his I believe it's I think it's his fourth season in charge of the team. You know. Um, He'll be the, you know, one of the longest tenured uh, uh, women's coaches in the glorious history, uh, alongside Bobby Despotoski By the end of the season, so, uh, you know, he's he's earned that respect from a playing group by the fact, you know, by virtue of being there for a while. But it's not just that, because you know, as as we know, if someone's you know just simply there for a while, part of the furniture, it doesn't mean they're guaranteed to do a good job. But he's getting the most out of players. He's putting them in circumstances and situations where he knows he'll get the best out of them. Uh, You know, he's not afraid to tweak things. Like this season, we've seen Hannah Lowry sitting a bit deeper uh, in midfield. She's normally, you know, in the past, played a bit more of an advanced role. Um, But he's played her a bit deeper. And, you know, I I still think that's going to be something interesting to watch, whether, you know, she does move forward a bit more uh, as the season progresses. Uh, But she is good in that, you know, deep-lying position. She can build up well from the back. And, um, you know, Liz Anton, who has been a staple at centre-back last, couple of seasons, uh was a member of New Zealand's uh, you know, World, women's World Cup team. She's been uh, playing left back uh for the glory a bit. She has played spent a bit of time at centre back, um, particularly on the weekend after uh Claudia uh Mihocic got subbed off with a uh suspected head injury. But yeah, he's moved Anton around partly because Mihocic uh has been really good uh ever heart of defence. So, you know, he hasn't been afraid to throw magnets around, but you know in a very, uh, you know, informed way.
0: We saw the uh, initial sale uh, fall through for Perth Glory. Have we heard any more about the other groups that were sounded out? If they're, um, if they were still interested to uh, to purchase Perth Glory, are still around?
1: Uh, there's not too much of a buzz at the moment. Um, you know, obviously Cordemensa, the receivers uh, who are managing that process, are uh, you know they they still running that process as they were before, hopefully with be a bit of a happier, uh, outcome for glory fans this time around. Uh, but yeah, you know, as you know, they're doing their due diligence on the, on some of the, you know, other bidders from the first round of bids, uh, as I understand. So, you know, that, that process is ongoing. Uh, hopefully won't, won't take the, you know, six to eight weeks that the previous process did, because they do have the, uh, you know, they have, they've done their background checks, uh, on the uh, on the previous uh, or at least a preliminary stage, um, they did their background checks on Bridge and uh, and neckage and unfortunately that fell through, didn't it? So uh, mm. they do have a bit of a larger pool of information to draw from uh, now that they've gone back to the drawing board. So it shouldn't hopefully take quite as long as the previous round did.
0: So what's the landscape or or layer the land for say the A League men's competition this year? Who's moving up? Who's moving down? So far in the action we've seen.
1: Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a, a very, you know, up and down season really. It's been marked by inconsistency if, uh, more than anything. Uh, which you know, I think Melbourne victory have really impressed me. Uh, you know, they they were very poor last season under Sony Popovich, but uh, you know, I have been quite uh, entertained. Uh you know, I think Daniel Izani's had a good start to the season. Uh, you know, for them, uh, Bruno Fornaroli is still, you know, even at 35, 36 years old, he's still one of the best strikers in the league. Uh, he's been really fun to watch. Just so important to the way the victory set up. Uh, you know, uh, Western Sydney have kind of been good without, you know, really, uh, you know, they're top of the table at the moment, but they haven't really blown me away too often. I think the team at for me that has caught the eye most has been Wellington Phoenix. Uh you know, they're equal top. They're you know, they're second uh three three behind Western Sydney on goal difference, but I'm equal equal points with the wanderers. And uh yeah, under uh, you know, their new coach, uh the man they call Chief. Uh <laughs> you know, they've been fa- they've been really good. He's got them uh you know, Giancarlo Italiano has been fantastic. Uh you know, breath of fresh air. I've liked the way they, you know, try and dominate possession. They don't just, you know try to set up on the counter. They're quite bold in the way they build up from the back. You know, they want the ball, you know, they and I think they've, you know, they beat Melbourne City at home, which, uh, you know, this season doesn't mean as much as it might have in previous seasons, given uh, the citizens, uh, you know, very uh, up and down start of the season. But I've been really impressed when I have watched Wellington. Um, I've liked what I've seen from uh, Ross Aloisi's Brisbane Royal team at times. Adelaide have had some, uh, you know, nice moments, uh, Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, I mentioned Adelaide just then, you know, they've had, obviously, were thrashed by Sydney quite recently under their new coach, Ulf Talley. So, I think there's a lot, yeah, it's still hard to really get a good finger on the pulse of which teams are, you know, actually really good and which teams have just started the season well. But, you know, a lot to uh, look forward to throughout the rest of the season.
0: It was a few weeks back now that it happened, but uh keen to get your thoughts and opinions on uh Nestori and his sale, the potential of his career overseas and uh, what he might need to look out for.
1: I think with Nestori, you know, he is uh you know, he is the human highlighter. You know, he's <laughs> I, there's not many seventeen year olds with a three minute highlight package as good as his. Um it's remarkable. His ability to score, you know, incredible goals, you know, the backflips, flips for free kicks. Uh, you know, the explosiveness of speed. He's got, you know, he's got so many things going for him. I think there's a lot of pressure on him. But maybe this speaks to, more to the Australian, uh, you know, football fan kind of point of view or the, the psyche of the average Australian football fan. Uh, you know, the the, the clamour for another world-class player or someone that, you know, that can be the next soccer's star and be the face of a team in the way that Tim Cahill and Harry Kuehl and Mark Uduka were... Uh, You know, it bears reminding he's only 17, you know, and a lot of his games, you know, up until this season, he hadn't actually started a men's senior game for Adelaide United. He'd been coming off the bench. He'd been doing a lot of damage off the bench, uh, but he hadn't actually been, you know, starting games and playing full 90 minutes. So, you know, from what I've seen of him, I'm, you know, pretty confident about, you know, his future. I think he's got a very high ceiling. You know, I don't think it's a dead certainty that he's going to be a world-class talent. You know, I see some... You know, A-League fans on social media, they kind of take it as a given that, you know, this guy's going to be, you know, he just, because he's been signed for Bayern Munich, I think he's going to be a star for them for, you know, 10, 15 years. And that's not going to be, you know, that's not always the case. You know, development isn't linear. Uh, I really like Jiren Kunda, but, you know, he, he hasn't done it against, you know, good European opposition. You know, he's still a kid. Mm. Um, you know he's very he's a very exciting kid, but I don't think we can just, just you know take it as gospel, take it as fact. But you know he is going to be a superstar of a game. I think you know we need to measure our expectations because he's still so young. He's still got a lot of uh, you know growth developmentally, but also he's going to go to Europe and he's going to be playing against kids who are you know as he's going to be playing against kids and grown men who are you know more tactically astute, more physically developed, you know more you know have I guess better game smarts, you know, uh, play at a higher level of intensity, a high level of professionalism, and he's going to have to learn how to sink or swim.
0: Is the Bundesliga uh, a good spot for a seventeen-year-old to land, as far as their development, or are all the you know, big leagues pretty much you know, even as far as uh, what they can develop and how fast they can develop a talent goes?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think you know from what I what I what I do watch in the Bundesliga, which admittedly isn't. You know, I'm not going to pretend I'm some kind (laughs) of uh, German football savant. I I watch the occasional game, but I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert. It does seem to be quite a, you know, physically, you know, up and down type league, kind of similar to uh, uh, the, you know, the English Premier League, which can be a bit, you know, up and down, you know, a lot of uh, emphasis on pace and power, uh, maybe more so than, you know, the tactical uh, game. But, yeah, I, I think that um yeah i think it is a good spot for nestory you know just him being in a world-class setup i think is the most important thing uh you know it'd be interesting to see whether they send him out on loan somewhere or whether they put him in their second team uh you know uh the kiwi uh international for wellington phoenix player so he was signed by by munich a few years ago and he had a um a you know, he's not hit the heights, he's not really featured uh for by Munich's first team and uh, you know, he was a very, you know, talented young player himself at A league level. So, you know, it's uh you know it's not gonna be easy for Nestry. I you know, I'm intrigued to see what they do with him, whether they send him elsewhere in Germany, where whether they send him to, you know, a smaller league in Europe or whether they keep him in the uh you know the Bayern Academy for a bit to, you know, see what he's made of first. But I think the fact that he's at a a world-class club, he'll have, you know, the best chance to fulfill his potential possible. Um, and I think, you know, him being in that setup is, re- is a really good thing.
0: And finally, as uh, we let you go, Ben, uh, to keep everyone on the text line happy, we can't talk football and not mention Ange. Uh, how's it looking at the Hotspurs at the moment?
1: Yeah, it's, he's uh, he seems to have hit the wall a bit, Ange, <laughs> but it hasn't all been his fault. You know, I think, uh, you know, uh, three losses in a row now for Tottenham, uh, but, you know, two, one loss to Aston Villa on the weekend. It has been very tough. No, uh, no Ricky van Der Ven, uh, who's been a really important part of our defense this year, uh, especially with that high line, the Tottenham play, you know, his recovery pace was really important. He did his hamstring in the Chelsea game. Uh, James Madison, uh, who has been, you know, one of the best players in the English Premier League to start the season. He's also out at the moment. So, you know, Ant has two of his best players on the sidelines at the moment, which isn't ideal, obviously. And, you know, I think he's struggling. Uh, you know, he's kind of finally hit that kind of uh, resistance. Teams have started to figure him out. There's a bit more kind of scouting available on him. That doesn't mean that, you know, it's going to be... that. This is the end of him. I think, you know, once he gets a few players back, uh, he'll be fine. Uh, it's just he's going for a bit of a rough patch at the moment. and That's OK. It's not always going to be smooth sailing. But yeah, I think uh you know, for Ange at the moment, I think he just needs a, a you know, a win, even if it's a scrappy win to kind of to break the run of poor form. But the team's been playing the same style, um, you know, as it had been before the injuries, which is a you know, a hallmark of Ange's teams. You know, his plan B is to do plan A better and that's very uh very much been uh you know noticeable even throughout this uh you know three game losing run.
0: How was Frank Turner last night?
1: Oh, he was great. He's one of the uh, the great live musical acts, I tell you. He's, um, you know, a fan- like if you've never heard Frank Turner and you like kind of folk rock with a more alternative rock edge, definitely check out Frank Turner. Fantastic live act. And, uh, yeah, I'm off to see another great live act tonight in a, a small band called the Foo Fighters. But, oh, of course. Uh, yeah. I um it I think it'd be quite an in, intimate show. I'm not sure how many uh how many people have heard of them, but yeah, it's you know nice to support some up and coming
0: bands. Oh, that's fantastic, mate. Well thank you so much yeah. for the time on Sports Day today, mate, and uh, enjoy the fooies tonight. We'll catch up again soon. Alright, no cheers ball. That's Ben Smith, the sports reporter at the West Australian, joining us on Sports Day WA. Thanks to mate. And chats with mate. Score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr Worldie with mate. And we'll be right back to wrap up our Sports Day WA after this.